home. Call them whenever you can. But call these people and invite these back. Now, these are folks that said they were going to be here. And uh, so call these people. And this is follow-up. Let me tell you, follow-up phone call ministry works. It really does work if you will uh, do your very best. I'm going to be calling and trying my best over the next little while here, uh, three, four weeks, however long it takes. We're going to make sure we have about 1,500 names that we're calling, and we want to be able to uh, do those. Let me talk about the altar card real quick. I personally am going to be calling these people that receive the Holy Ghost on Sunday. Amen. Twelve people receive the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen to that? Now, the difference between the visitor card or the hostess card and the altar card is that although we had more visitors than that, not everyone came to the altar, I have 12 cards that I know that these 12 receive the Holy Ghost. And so we might be sending a letter out to our visitors that came, but these people are special attention. That means they got the Holy Ghost. And these altar cards within the next longevity of your life as a church most churches that are on the cutting edge of evangelism and growth use some type of altar card because it's a tracking system. Everyone say tracking system. And this is the only way to track effectively of what happens. I was in Ethiopia, and uh, it was big. It was huge. And if you've never seen pictures or uh, YouTube clips of it, you need to go on. But it was very hard for us to... Uh, 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 calculate how many received the Holy Ghost when you got 500,000 people there plus. And in that one service, uh, estimated 120,000 people received the Holy Ghost. Now, we could break it down to 80,000 for sure, but we are estimating between 80 and 120,000. And we had to calculate and count that and go through the crowds to make sure in the Philippines, we had to do the same thing. When you have 8,000 people in a crowd, amen, and you're trying to figure out, okay, 1,300 got the Holy Ghost. You can imagine, there was only 12 up here Sunday, amen, and it was full. And I cannot wait, and I hope you get a, I get a response off this, that the day that we see 25 receive the Holy Ghost in the altar service. All right, that's better. That, and that will happen. How many has ever seen a hundred people receive the Holy Ghost at one time? Anybody? One, two, three. The Browns. Praise God. Y'all have. Where are we at? Mexico? General Conference. Uh, yeah, okay. No, I'm teasing. Praise God. A hundred. Some of you have never seen that many people. How many have seen 25 get the Holy Ghost at one time? Praise God. There you go. You got that. At a conference? Okay. Oh, yeah, back in, the, back in the day. Come on, turn the red lights on or you're going to hell. Praise God. I remember those days. Praise God. Amen. Where were you at when you seen 25 get the Holy Ghost? Gathered? Stockton. Amen. Brother Haney was there. Praise God. Amen. How many seen? You've seen 12 receive the Holy Ghost this week. Amen. Now, I'm just going to take a few moments here. There is nothing that can stop this church. From having 20 to 25 people receive the Holy Ghost in this building. I'm going to say that again for all the good Catholics that are out there. 25 people can receive the Holy Ghost in these altars. No problem. And, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this tonight. Because somehow I want you to catch the vision. 
of this. I want you to be able to see the possibilities. Now, uh, how many how many has ever seen people receive the Holy Ghost like that before in that manner? Amen. Usually you see people running up here and people holding on to them and shaking their heads. And, you know, there's a few things that I do. Let me just explain to you. When I pray with people uh, to receive the Holy Ghost. Is this all right tonight, Pastor? Amen. Because I want to facilitate some things and then I'm going to go into the Word in just a moment. But when people come up and I'm looking, there's no visitors here tonight, right? I think it's just us home folk here. Let me explain what's going to happen because, again, this weekend... There's going to be people that are coming to get the Holy Ghost in weeks to come. And pastors planning behind the scenes, amen, for some great big pushes where a lot of people will be here. My particular ministry is that reaching for sinners. Now, we can minister to saints, but in the atmosphere, those things happen. But there's no problem if there's 12, 15 sinners that are here. I will make sure to get them. I'm tuning in right then and there. Amen. The minute they came in, I'm watching service. I'm picking up on their spirits. Usually a person's spirit reaches out 10, 20 feet around them. You can pick up on somebody. You know you can do that, but you're not conscious of it because you can walk into a store or a place and you go, ooh, I I don't like this atmosphere. How many knows what I'm talking about? All right. It used to be when I used to go into the liquor store to get my sodas and stuff before I was a Christian and, and all that. Now when I walk back in there, I say, oh, man, this is a bad place. I feel some bad vibes. Now I go to Circle K, right? Right? Okay. And that's just the way it is. I'm picking up on people very quickly, and I'll walk the congregation. I will not beg people to come down. I will not sit up here and say, uh, let's come down. I will actually walk the congregation, and you see what I do. I will walk back. I will grab this man by the hand, even if they don't want to come. If you notice, I'm going after that lady. But if I reach for that lady, amen, she might be a little bit resistant. I'll tell him, which is a friend, to grab her hand because I'm dragging him down. And so I'm bringing him down, and he don't want to go by himself, so he's dragging her. But I'm really reaching for her. How many understands that right there? I know you're learning something, so pay close attention because this will be a pop quiz for you. Amen. So I am reaching for certain individuals. I will bring them up. Now watch out what happens. I'll bring this first couple up, and I'm standing there. Now what happens is now the next people I go after, they don't feel like they're going to be the first ones. And so now I'm going back to somebody else, and I'll keep going through the crowd, and I will pick up very quickly. Got the Holy Ghost, got the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, grab it, grab him by the hand, and, and come on because I know they don't have the Holy Ghost. And what's good about sinner people, amen, they're like lambs being led to the slaughter. Praise God. Amen. So they're all coming down. If you notice, I brought all the sinners up. Amen. First. Amen. Then the saints come down. Because they were, they're ready. I've been tapping on them. I preach just simple things. Joe Witness getting the Holy Ghost. Mormon getting the Holy Ghost. Catholic getting the Holy Ghost. Stronger getting the Holy Ghost. Lawyer getting the Holy Ghost. It doesn't mean a whole lot to you because you have the Holy Ghost. But these people that don't know anything about the Holy Ghost, they're listening and they're going, oh, really? Oh. And you know what they're saying? Well, that means I can get the Holy Ghost too. Are you still with me right now? And so in atmospheres and crusades and things that we do like this, be very tuned in because we are doing this collectively. And then when I have you stand behind them, amen, that means there's a fence there and they can't run out. Okay? Yes, yeah, she, she really thinks it. 
Praise God. Amen. Just lock arms and we won't let them run away, okay? No, that's not what we do. You come behind them with an atmosphere of praise. And I am dealing with all these people that are here. And I take time to talk to each and every individual face to face. I build a bridge. And the gifts of the Spirit may operate, or that, you know, I, I don't go that way, but that's just maybe the way that it happens. I'm talking to this one. I'm talking to this one. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm looking for faith right at that moment. I am feeling after faith. Amen. So I'll go to this one. I'll go to this one. I know that lady's going to get the Holy Ghost. So I've already got her pinned in. Her faith is right on the edge. I'll go over to this lady. I'll go to this lady. All of a sudden, I'll talk with this couple or this one. Amen. I start dealing with something here. Whoa. Amen. Sadness, darkness all around her. I grab their hand. I start talking a little bit. She starts crying. Amen. I understand this lady's got darkness, and she's going to get the Holy Ghost, but she also needs help afterwards. Are you still with me? Would you say amen? So I'm dealing with all these situations here. I'll go to this teenage boy here. I go to this couple here. Then I come back over here. Do you understand what's going on? And I keep them focused in on what I'm doing. And then what happens is, amen, are you ready? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? And I go through that whole thing. There's a reason why. We are so used to Pentecost just coming up here, amen, thinking that people knows what's going to happen to them. They don't know what's going to happen to them. You bring them down. You get on one start, you start, yeah, yeah, and you start speaking in tongues, and they're going, oh my God, what's going on? And then you come back behind them and give them the massage. How many knows what I'm talking about? How many knew, watched me as I pushed people's hands away as I was praying with people? You know why? Because that sister had her hand on her shoulder, and this one had it on her hips, and this one was already doing this, and, and this person was already starting to feel this right here, like, what's going to happen to me? And I even even talked to him. The Bible says, lay hands on no man suddenly. Just, just wait a minute. Let them focus in on this, all right? Let them focus in. I'm talking to them, and all of a sudden, amen, they're trusting me. Everyone say, trust. I'm building trust with these people because they don't know exactly what's going to happen to them. And as I'm building trust in them, I'm building a relation. What's your name? What are you doing? Oh, you're 19. Oh, I, I built some little uh, thing right here that I can talk to them. I'm meeting them at the well like Jesus. I'm just not being religious with them. I bring them down. I talk to them. And then... As I begin to build that trust and I feel that bridge coming, amen, that we've built this bridge and they trust me, amen. Do you believe you're going to get the Holy Ghost? Do you know what's going to happen? Good, because I'm going to come back. I've built trust with these people, amen. And so when I lay hands on these people, amen, they're going to get the Holy Ghost. Now, if I'm praying with somebody, after I'm done praying and I ask you to pray with them, that means they're already speaking in tongues or maybe this person has a little bit of doubt and unbelief. What I'm going to do very quickly is I'm going to ask you to keep praying with this individual because I'm not going to take time at the moment. I'm going to quickly keep moving on. Amen. Start praying with people. Then we can come back. So when you're up here praying with people, amen, I just want you to know exactly what I'm doing. Amen. So you can see what's happening. If there's 30 people here, 30 will get the Holy Ghost that want it. If there's 50 people here, 50 will get the Holy Ghost that want it. Someone say praise the Lord. Shall we all stand together? Amen. I'm going, so you understand what's happening. Now, the altar cards, if you haven't seen one, matter of fact, here's what we're going to do. 
Amen. We're going to pass two of them out going down this way. Why? Where'd that come from? Praise God. I must have been in the Midwest. Here's two right here. You can pass it. I just want you to look at Did you look at that, sis? Amen. Have you looked at the card? Go ahead and look at it. Praise God. Amen. I want you to see the card. Everybody look at the card. Amen. So you'll be familiar with it. Now, when we do altar cards, amen. And uh, I'll push these here. Look at the cards. Just pass them out. Amen. We're asking you as church body to fill the cards out. Sunday, when someone was receiving the Holy Ghost, automatically we gave it to a saint in the church, and they turned around and gave it to the, the person that got the Holy Ghost. Cause like, well, I don't know what to do. You got the Holy Ghost. No. You take time to fill this out on that individual. You get their name. You find out what happened to them. Build the bridge. Amen. Pastors already taught this church about the seven touches of people, hostesses, ushers, and all this stuff. This is another touch to the hand. So look at the card. Get familiar with it. Because when this church starts praying through 15 people every Sunday, 10 more got the Holy Ghost this Sunday, 8 more got the Holy Ghost this Sunday, 5 got the Holy Ghost Sunday, you had another evangelist come, blew his mind, 20 got the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, amen, you're building too small. Hallelujah. I said, you're building too small, and pastor's trying to figure out we got to run two services because all these folks are getting the Holy Ghost, and we need teachers and ushers and, and Sunday school teachers, and, and we need... Uh, you know what ministry you need to get involved in is the food ministry, the dinner ministry right now. That's the best ministry. That means you go and take people to dinner. Hallelujah. Hey, praise God. We got a lot of volunteers for that. Praise God. I don't want to be an usher. I don't want to be a musician. I'll go eat. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. That's what it's all about, making the connections with these people. I'm excited, amen, about what's going to happen in this church because I am pumped about it. Can I, can I talk to you a little bit about something that will energize you, that you can walk out of here saying, you know what? Amen. I don't care what the devil don't allow. I'm going to have revival anyhow in my life, in my house, in my job, in my finances, in my personal life. Amen. And I don't care what anybody else says, I'm going to have revival. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to watch the clock. It's five after eight for those of you that are taking medicine. Amen. First Timothy chapter number three, verse number nine. Those of you that are making the phone calls, please make sure that you get those in and contact people. Amen. At the end of the conclusion of our service tonight, we are going to pray a word of faith. Amen. And I'm going to believe and trust God. Amen. We do this uh, where we go. Amen. And it works. I don't want to do things that don't work. Amen. And uh, so we're going to go into this right now. Amen. First Timothy chapter number, amen, three, verse number nine as our key word here tonight. Amen. First Timothy chapter three, verse number nine. Be looking on the uh, screens tonight. If you'd like to take some notes, go right ahead. But I pray that I can be like the book of Romans chapter number one, when Paul says that he comes by, that he's come by to impart a gift. Amen. Into you that you can be established. My goal is to pray as many people through as I can at the same time holding retention of those that we can solidify them into the body of Christ. And number three is to impart faith and evangelism to the body of Christ that we can help this church to grow, 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 grow. Someone say amen. It says holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. I'm going to break it down just a little bit farther. Holding the mystery of 
faith. That means you're holding on to something. Everyone say, say, I'm holding on. The question is, what are you holding on to? Let's break it down a little bit farther. The mystery of faith. You are holding on to the mystery of faith. So this lets me to know right now, there is a mystery, a magic, a mystical, a supernatural thing about faith. Everyone say faith. Now, some of the things that we operate are are totally 100% faith. Everything that we preach and minister and what we do in the altars is by the gift of faith and the unleashing of faith. Your pastor said the loosing of faith. That was a key word tonight to make this service gel together because folks are going to walk out of here with faith tonight. And your faith is going to change the way you live, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you look at things. I'm going to go a little bit farther. Your finances... Finances are going to have a spark in them. Your words are going to have a spark in them. The way you think is going to have a spark in them. Because faith is going to operate in this building. And people are going to get a hold of the spirit of faith. And be energized by faith. And I'm telling you, it's faith to move mountains. And faith to achieve. And faith to get. This service is built on faith tonight. And you may as well clap your hands and get ready. Because revival is hitting this place and the devil don't like it but the shield of faith is already put up and come on big boy this church is about to see great things happen in a supernatural way amen slap five give some people some high fives and let them know I got faith tonight I mean, say it with some conviction. Say it with some fortitude, altitude, attitude. Amen. Say it with some unction, the functions, and some grit. Amen. Say it with something in you that you all of a sudden, when faith touches faith, maybe you were touching somebody and you didn't feel faith off them, but find somebody else and slap their hands and say, I feel faith off you, brother. I feel faith off you, sister. I hope you touch my faith tonight because if you touch my faith tonight, when faith Faith touches faith. There's something that happens. You don't want a dead, boring, dry pastor or preacher. You want them to preach faith. And when you touch their faith, all of a sudden, miracles start to happen. Signs start to happen. I wasn't supposed to get that raise. I wasn't supposed to get that car. I wasn't supposed to get that. But something happened to your faith. You may be seated. Praise God. Sister, stay with me real quick as I read the scripture around. I'll go one, two, three, four, five. I read to you out of First Timothy chapter number three, verse nine. For Timothy, amen, received a Paul, and Paul said, I want you to hold fast to the faith that you have. Now there's a lot of things about faith, and there's a lot of talk about faith, and there's a lot of preaching and things about faith. But I pray that you will just stay with me for just a moment. And if you're taking notes, if not by the CD, and listen to it again and again and again. I want to impart some of the things that have made me to understand, amen, that God moves and He is ready to act on the faith of the saints of God. And I'm telling you, if you're going through a trial, put it in overdrive and say, smoking taillights, devil, I'm about to bust out 
out of this thing and see some things happen in my family, in my job, in my school, in my bank account. I'm about to see some miraculous things happen. It's just not saying it, blabbing it, and grabbing it, but it's standing firm on the Word of God. You hold on to some faith and you don't back up and you don't shut up and you don't throw in the towel and you don't say maybe next week, but you draw a line in the sand and you say today, is this the day that you were made for? Come on, Esther. You were made for this. Come on, Joshua and Caleb. Now's your time to take a mountain. I'll tell you what I look for in church. I look for somebody, amen, that has a touch, that is in tune. Because not only am I preaching, but I also understand the body of Christ works together and is fitly framed together. Amen. And there are those of you that have gifts and callings and things that you don't even know that you have. Treasures inside you in earthen vessels that I'm praying that I can open them up. Because it is in services that pastors or pastors' wives or church leaders or even saints of God that are worshiping God all of a sudden see a vision or get a word from God. And I grab that, and I tuck it up underneath me, uh, like give Leroy that ball. And amen, uh, I say, God, uh, amen, thanks for giving me direction, uh, because I'm going to help this church, uh, and this church is going to help me. uh, And as the body of Christ, uh, Satan, uh, your kingdom uh, is coming down. Uh, I heard the voice uh, of life church say, uh, Satan, uh, back up, shut up, get your hands off my kids. uh, Get your hands away from my husband and my wife. It's not time for a rocking chair, a couch potato mentality uh, where you can turn this off uh, and turn it on. Uh, I don't have time for it. I'm busy. I got school. I got job. I got this. Let me tell you, there's nothing more important uh, than you plugging in. Uh, amen. There's some faith uh, and some Jesus. Uh, and you walk with faith in Jesus into that school, into that job, uh, into that surgery, into that business. Uh, and faith is with you. And I'm telling you, hell has to back up. Uh, problems uh, have to come come down. Uh, situations. Uh, oh, you just like preaching. Uh, I'm going to try to bust through some unbelief and doubt in this place uh, and let you know there is no reason, uh, amen, that you can't have those victories in your life. Before I go into some faith here, amen, I want you to all be on the same page. I want us to all be understanding about one thing here tonight. Amen. We're talking about faith. We're preaching about faith. You preach about prophecy, you're going to get people that understand prophecy. You preach about family living, you're going to have good families. And I think this church does that. Amen. But we're now in this season, in this time, amen, there's a bullseye called faith and revival. And everybody get on the same page and let God cock us back in a bow, amen, and shoot us forward and hit the target of revival. And I will tell you this, if you take care of God's business first, all these things will be added onto you. Seek you first, the kingdom of God. Oh, let the Baptists on this side say amen. Let the Nazarenes say, somebody get your hands in the air. It's not something that's taught, sought, but it's caught. The spirit of faith is something that you catch. 
The spirit of evangelism is something that's a kid. It's a spirit thing. That's why some churches never have revival because they never caught it. Amen. They talk about it. They teach about it. But it's something that's not caught in their spirit. Amen. I like being around your pastor because I'll tell you why. He has seen the other side of what revival can be. He has seen the other side of revival. Amen. And he caught it. And it's in his spirit. And it burns within him. I'm going to be eating lasagna with him and coconut cake. And rise I'm putting that in my mouth. He starts talking about revival again. He starts talking about Holy Ghost again. There's something burning in this man that I've seen in many men. And I'm telling you, you can't find it everywhere. But this church has a spirit-filled, vision-driven... I'll tell you how faith works. Amen. Evangelizing like your pastor and pastor's wife has done. Amen. Faith doesn't operate just in a church service. Faith is just not a preacher getting up here and go, come on up here, let me lay hands on you. Amen. I wonder what I was saying just there. Faith is just not you coming up here and just coming up, oh God, I just, I need this. And then you go out and you leave it and you forget about it. Sometimes I worry about our prayer requests because the only time you ask prayer requests is when you come up into the church. Praise God. Amen. Is this all right tonight? Me and Sister Howard were living in our trailer. Sister Harris says, honey, are we ever going to have a house again? I said, yes, we're going to have a house again. Praise God. Let's just believe God for it. What do you want? I always tell her, just tell me what you want. Amen. Just tell me, what you, tell me how much money you need. That's all I need to know. Praise God. This week she already told me, this is how much we need to finish the month. I said, no problemo, baby. Praise God. And so she was kind of worried about it. I said, don't worry about it. Praise God. Let God operate. Let God have his way. She said, we just need a house. I'm tired of living in the trailer and traveling. Let's settle down. I said, all right, let's do it. She goes, oh, it's so easy for you. Why couldn't I have married a a Bible study teacher or an usher? Why did you have to be a preacher of faith? Because we're always living on faith. (laughs) Where are we eating this week? Don't worry. We'll eat by faith. Are we paying bills by faith? Praise God. Amen. The rest of you believe in faith? I know you do. Because who else, amen, would worship dead presidents to get their bills paid? Praise God. Amen. Ah, praise God. Walking in the service, a sister, a saint, amen, we're not spooky by no means, comes and walks up to Sister Howard, amen, and says, Sister Howard, you've been worried about the place. Now this is a sister, amen. She says, you've been worried about the place you're going to live. We don't talk to saints, only about evangelism. It's none of your business about my life. And walked up to Sister Aaron and said, you've been worried about your faith or your house where you're going to live. Don't worry, God's going to take care of it this week. Amen. And you've also been worried about your finances. God's going to open a door for you this week. And so she came and told me and she said, there's a lady that spoke to me tonight. And I said, is she like crazy? <laughs> She goes, I don't think she's crazy, but this is what she said. I said, well, believe the word. God spoke to you and just believe the word. Amen. And so that week, amen, the college calls her and accepts her and pays for her college. She's going to be that uh, probation officer for troubled teens. 
She was going to be a well, something else, but then she switched. And all of a sudden, she's got all excited, and she got to look at how much money they made. And I said, praise God. No, I've got faith. Hallelujah. Come on, baby. And I was driving that week with a pastor and his son. Hey, man, he says, I know you've been living in your trailer. I said, yeah, that's right. They said, you know, we're working something out. Would you be interested, amen, we bought a house, nobody's living in it, would you be interested in living in this house, amen? And I said, well, tell me a little bit about it. They said, well, this house is like 2,600 square feet, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking of the crazy lady, and I'm going, yeah, tell me a little bit more. They said it sits on the golf course between the fifth, tee, the fifth uh, uh, drive and the sixth tee on the golf course at Indian Hills. And I said, tell me more. And I'm thinking, how much, how much, how much, how much? And they said, we want you to know, amen, and uh, we're working this thing out, amen, and we want you to live on this golf course and you don't have to pay nothing. There's seven of you saying amen, praise God. A little bit more. Come on, somebody. Give me a hallelujah. Don't make me be like the auctioneer. Can I have a t- Can I get 50%? Can I get 60%? Can I get somebody else that would share with my joy? Can I get an 80% of a hallelujah? Amen. Can I get 100% saying, hey, God can do the same for me? Amen. So just in that one service, amen, I walked out with a woman going getting a job that's going to make a lot of money to take care of all my habits. Amen. Plus, I got a house on the golf course for free. And you come in here and sit there with your mully grubs and, oh, what's going to, oh, my God, the coverage up. You walk through that back door. Oh, let me tell you. Wait a minute. Mike, now you're making me mad. Praise God. Here's how some folks walk in on Wednesday night. Praise God. It's 20 after. Praise God. Amen. They walk into church. Praise God. Hey, come on to church. They walk in. Oh, my God. Bills are tough. Husband's a grouch. Oh, man. Wife didn't even cook food. Amen. Ran out of gas. Things are bad. Look at the daycare over here. Amen. Praise God. You sit on these pews and, yeah, you go through the motions, but you're worried about your bills and your family and all these things. Don't worry. I won't steal your prayers. Praise God. Amen. And you're worried. Amen. And then you just, you don't know what's going to happen in the pastor's end. Your mind's a thousand miles away. Amen. But David said, when I walked into the house of the Lord, amen, here's how I'm coming in. God's going to bless me tonight. I'm going to hear a word from the Lord. My faith is going to be built. I'm going to stand and praise God because before I leave here, my faith is going to be built up and that problem that I had and that situation in our family it's got to go because my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above what I think and ask and I'm not going to let the devil be the head of me be the tail I'm turning this thing around and I'm going to get a hold of God and my faith is going to bust out and I'm going to have some victory in my life tonight It's all an attitude, folks. It's all putting yourself in the right perspective. You may be seated. Now, let me take you to the Word. I could take you through many examples like that. Over the last, well, I've had so many cars given to me. I've had 192 cars. 192 cars. Amen. People have given us just by faith because I don't hold things. I let them go. Amen. Mercedes. 
Hey, man, 560 coupes, 480 coupes, all these different cars. Hey, man, I was in Brother uh, Fair's church. Guy walked out, said, Sister Howard, do you like this little Mercedes? She said, yeah. He says, it's yours. I said, thank you. Praise God. Black, praise God. Amen. Just blessings that's come to us. Amen. Blessing that's happened to us. Amen. What I'm trying to sh- tell you is, amen, it's not reserved for just some preacher. It's reserved for your faith. Amen. It's reserved for you that have nothing and you're struggling. Let me tell you, amen, I've been down the road and I know what it's like, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. You just keep on keeping on and walk through the valley of the shadow of death because there's sunshine on the other side of that valley valley, but you're going to learn something, amen, with the lily of the valley, and you will be back up with the rose of Sharon again, and shout, because God is going to help you, fortify you, strengthen you, and establish you, that you're not going to waver and stagger at the promises of God anymore. For we have the seed of Abraham. Amen. And Abraham staggered not. Amen. Even when it seemed like there was no way. And how are we going to have this promised child? And Sarah's hands were chapped and dry. But she believed God. Amen. Even to the point that Abraham was past his time of reproducing children. And she even laughed in her tent. But God remembered. Amen. Their faithfulness. And said next year you're going to have a baby about this time uh, and I'm going to come back uh, some of you have been holding on to promises uh, for a long time uh, you've been holding on uh, to your faith uh, and guess what uh, it's this revival that's going to break it open uh, it's this spirit uh, that's going to open the door of faith uh, that you reach your hand up uh, and say I will not accept this tumor. Uh, I will not accept this diabetes. Uh, I will not accept this. I'm going to have faith uh, and bulldog my way through this thing. Here we go. Look at the word of God. Luke chapter number 18 verse number 8. The Bible says that when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on the earth? If there's one thing that Jesus is looking for, and I appreciate everything that we do, our standards, our holiness, our church, everything that we do, but I'm telling you what he's really looking for is there's somebody down there in Pasadena in the midst of hell and the administration of politics and the world gone crazy. Is there somebody that can break out in the midst of the junk and say, I have faith in God. I have faith that my Redeemer liveth. God is looking for your faith. He already sees my faith. But what turns the wheels for Him is looking at your faith. Does your faith turn? Does your faith activate? Does your faith answer prayers? Luke, Luke chapter number 8. Verse number 25, the question is answered. Where is your faith? If God is looking for faith, the question has to be answered. Where is your faith? In Romans chapter number 10, verse 8, amen, it says that faith is in your mouth. Everybody say, in my mouth. 
Not just in the podium, that's not in the preacher, not just in sermons, but it's your faith and it's your mouth. It has nothing to do with anybody else. It has nothing to do with anybody else's prayer. It's your mouth that opens up and says, it's my faith and I'm going to speak my faith into the atmosphere of the unknown. And faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, but I'm going to speak them into existence. I live it, I breathe it, this is everything about me. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 17. So faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the word of the Lord. And if we preach the word of the Lord, and you want faith, then let's preach on faith. And if you hear the preaching of faith, it will energize your faith, and faith touches faith. In Romans chapter number 12, verse number 3, it says that every person, amen, has a measure of faith. Everyone say, I got faith. There's not a one of you here that does not have faith. An atheist has faith. It is harder for an atheist to have faith that there isn't a God than for me to have faith and believe there is a God. It's the same faith. You're just channeling it in a different direction. I've got faith, and I believe my God can and will. He can and He will. He can. He can. He can. Let's praise our hands and worship the Lord right now. My God can, my God can, my God can. Amen. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Hey, hey, listen, listen, listen. Galatians chapter number 3 verse 9 says that they live by faith. Amen. Let me tell you, faith is a lifestyle. Evangelism is a lifestyle. I don't hang my Christianity up when I leave the church house. But I live by faith. I get up by faith. I walk by faith. Amen. Everything about me is by faith. I believe God's going to do this and this and this. It might be on His time schedule and it might be His clock. But He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Come on, Mickey Mouse watchers. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Put your hands together now. Well, well, he may not come when you want him, but he'll... Come on, all you bad singers. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. We live by faith. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Listen to the Word of God. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 2. Amen. That these people had a problem because they could not. Amen. Mix the Word of God with their faith. Amen. The problem is that you've got... With your faith. When I'm preaching right now, you know what's happening? I'm giving you a little bit of sugar and a little bit of molasses. I'm putting a pinch there and a pinch there. But it's up to you to take your faith with these scriptures and start mixing them up. And saying, you know what? I'm going to build something for God here. Something's going to happen to my faith. Because it's the word that I mix with my faith. And when the preacher says the word of God, I say, amen. That confirms it, seal it, the devil can't touch it. Is this all right tonight? It's 831. Amen. First Thessalonians chapter number 3, verse number 10. This is where the downfall is. Stay with me. Because they are lacking in faith. 
Now, if we have a measure of faith, you can be lacking in faith. First Timothy chapter number four, verse number one says, they departed from the faith. That means you can actually walk away or depart from faith or be lacking in faith. Two scriptures. One more. Amen. First Timothy chapter number five, verse 12. They cast off. Amen. Their first faith. In other words, they're saying you can depart from it. Amen. You are lacking in it and you can cast it off. I don't believe God. He'll never save that one. He'll never save my husband. Amen. I come to church by myself. And the devil says your husband will never be saved back there, sister. But let me tell you about that big old brawly guy. He's going to be walking in those back doors one day. Amen. And he's going to walk down to this altar. And someone's going to lay hands on him. And tears are going to stream down his face. Don't cast it off. Don't push it off. Somebody clap their hands to the Lord for a loved one right now. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. First Timothy chapter number one, verse 19 says, they put away their faith and became a shipwreck. In other words, I give you four scriptures, amen, that talk about pushing away from it, departing, getting away from it. But we should not be pushing away from faith. We should say, give us more faith. Amen. Give us more faith. I want to hear about more faith. Tell me about miracles. Tell me about healings. Because what it does, it builds your faith to believe if it can happen for them, it can happen for me. If they can get a job, then I can get a job. If they can get married, then I can get married. If I can be blessed financially, you can be blessed financially. You have the same faith that I do. You just got to put it to use. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. If you're with me, if you're with me, if you're with me. We all have problems with money. First Timothy chapter number six. Amen. Verse number 10. Look at this. Look, look, look. For the love of money is the root of all evil. And we stop there. Why? Which while some covet after because they want money, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Money's not the problem. Faith is the problem. When you don't have money, you get focused on money and you covet it because you want more money. It's not that you need more money. It's about your faith because you're concentrating on, I need this, I need this, I need money, I need money. And so all of a sudden, it becomes a focus of your attention and that's why it becomes a, a love, amen, to you because you've got to have it and you've got to pay this. But they have erred from the faith, amen, because Faith will supply all those things, but they're relying on the money instead of faith. And that's why I tell my wife, and she says, this is how much we need. Now get your faith working, baby. Did you just see that happen right now? Amen. She didn't say, I need this. She said, just get your faith working. She didn't say, go get a job, go sell a car, go get a dog. Let me tell you about a dog right now. You don't want me to tell these stories, do you? Is this all right tonight? Riding along in my automobile. Sister Howard told me and Larry, we were sitting there. Pastor was preaching. He was preaching about let two or three agree. We got in this circle. Kyle, me, my wife. She says, honey, we need $1,200 this week. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. She was letting me know how much money we need. I said, that's all right. That's fine. Don't worry. God will supply. Amen. Next day, driving in my truck, not knowing where I'm going, not even having a to preach that week. You know what it's like. Amen. Driving in my truck. Amen. I look out the window. I see three pit bulls. Amen. Running down the street. I said, there's my money right there. 
I chased those three pit bulls into a construction zone. It was a mama, a daddy I knew, and their puppy, and they had big old chains on their necks. I said, somebody owns those dogs. So I cornered the big one. Amen. I got him. I threw him in my truck. He came to me. I don't know why. Praise God. Mouth of lions. Hey, thank you, Jesus. I threw him in my nice, good 350 dually truck. Nice clean. He's in my back window. Licking all the windows. And I'm trying to get puppy and I'm trying to get mama. Come here, come here, come here. And puppy's coming up and he walks away. Mama's smart. Mamas are always smart, praise God. You smart Alex, you praise God. Amen. I finally got baby, threw him in the back, put a rope around him. Amen. Mama didn't want to get left. Finally got mama, put him in the truck, and then drove him to Brother Abbott's house, put him in a cage, looked on the tag, it had their names. I called the guy on the phone. I said, Hey, did you lose some dogs? He said, yes. I said, I got your dog's hostage. Praise God. I said, at the dog pound, it costs you $85 to get your dog out of the pound, and they, they doctor him up. You know what I'm talking about. They doctor him up. I said, I'll give your dog back $100 a piece. He goes, man, amen. I said, you want your dogs? He says, yeah. I said, I found your dogs, bro. Amen, come get them. He came with his big dually truck. Amen, got his dog. They tore my fence down telling me the story. He says, you're really going to make me pay 300 I said, sure am, right here. Boom. He gave me 300 bucks. Bam, bam, bam. 300 bucks. You think I'm crazy, don't you? Live an evangelist life. Go ahead. Praise God. I never dog dare you. Put a gun to your head. Hallelujah. They were making fun of me. I went to the church the next night, told them about that. And then one guy stood up and said, we're going to start a dog pound ministry. I said, ah, that's right. Get her done. Praise God. They had ladies conference that month. Amen. It was sis conference. Amen. They came home. Sister Abbott said, amen. Hey, there's a black and white dog down at the church. I said, what's it look like? His niece, his granddaughter said, can I go with you, Uncle Kelly? I said, sure, let's go down there. Amen. I went down there. Amen. Black and white terrier. Praise God. I brought it home. Praise God. Had a little collar on it with a little address on it. Amen. Put it in Ronnie's candle. Amen. Next day, he gets the, he gets the paper up before he goes, hey, look right here. Black terrier. Lost. Reward. Did you lose a terrier? Yes, my little girl's dog. I said, I got your dog hostage. Hallelujah. Cost you $100 to get it back. Sorry, ma'am. You know, dog pound cut. She said, no problem. I'll pay it. Where do I meet you? Came to Brother Abbott's. Amen. All of a sudden, she comes to Brother Abbott's. Amen. Here she comes with the same the lead rope or the lead chain, the same as the collar. She goes, oh, my little girls will be so happy. I said, thank you, ma'am. Hey, man, there's 400 bucks. Praise God. Someone calls me on the phone. Says, hey, hey, man, you preaching anywhere this weekend? I said, nope. Hey, man. He said, why don't you come preach for me? I got This is Kazakh gospel truth right here. Hey, man. He called. Hey, man. All of a sudden, hey, man, went to the church. Hey, man. Here we were. Hey, man. Man came up. Praise God. Out of the middle of the service, came by. Put something in my hand. Hey, man. Shook it. I said, oh, wait a minute. Praise God. Put it in my pocket. Hey, man. Came back to the pastor. Amen. Said, Pastor, the man gave this to me. He says, it's yours. Amen. After service, I opened it up. It was $1,000. You're not catching what I'm saying right now. 
I told Sister Howard, amen, my God is able. My God is able. My God is able. Some of you that are struggling right now, get your mind off your problem and get your mind on the answer. He is able. He is able. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. I'm going to finish up and move ahead, sis. First Timothy chapter number 6, verse 12. Amen. Paul says, I have fought the good fight of faith. Amen. It's a fight to keep your faith. But you keep your faith energized, focused by reading and studying and asking God. Second Timothy chapter number 4, verse 7 says, we are kept by faith. And here's a good one right here. Second Corinthians chapter number 10, verse 15 says, they increased in faith. Amen. That means if you are lacking and depart from it, you can turn that around and you can get stronger and build stronger and get more faith. All of a sudden, amen, things are happening for you and your church. Would you clap your hands to the Lord as you stand to your feet and give God some praise? Let faith be energized in this building. And Luke 17, 5 says they increased in faith. I'm shoving a lot of scriptures at you right now and telling a few stories, but it would take so much more time to speak of, amen, Romans chapter number 10, verse number 6, where they speak their faith. And Acts 15 and 9 says that they are purified their hearts by faith. And 2 Corinthians 8 and 7 says they abound in faith. And Galatians chapter 3, verse 12 says they are shut up unto the day, amen, of faith being revealed. I am preaching to you tonight that this church is in a stage in their ministry and stage in the church life that doors are opening. Paul says that there would be an effectual door that would open for me and I'm praying along with this pastor that this time of services is a time of faith, a time of evangelism, a time of people getting the Holy Ghost and you coming in, yeah, we're fighting the devil. So what? He knows that faith is on the move and faith is on the prowl and he's trying to hinder you. But let me tell you something unbelief will not stop a man or a woman of faith. The Bible says, will their unbelief hinder the promises of God? Let me tell you. Amen. They could have a boatload of people that have unbelief. But I will drag somebody up here right there in the middle of doubt and ask them, do you believe? And if they say yes, they're going to get the Holy Ghost according to God's Word. Come stand in these altars tonight. Come stand up here. Come on up here. Now let me tell you something. Praise God. Come close, come close, come close, come close, come close. Praise God. What if I was to lay hands on you tonight? Amen. And ask you. No, do you want the Holy Ghost? You've seen that happen. And all I asked them, do you believe? They said, yes. Do you want the Holy Ghost? Yes. Do you know what's going to happen when you get the Holy Ghost? They say, speak in tongues. I say, when I lay hands on you, amen, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Boom. What's the difference from me asking him, do you need something from God? He says, yes. I ask what it is. He tells me. And I say, will you believe God with me that he's going to answer it according to his will and his purpose? What is the difference between a sinner getting the Holy Ghost and a saint of God getting a prayer answered? Your faith, 
You've sat around these pews so long, but you give me somebody fresh that says, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it, I got it, I need it, I gotta have it tonight. Ah, clap your hands, everybody in the house. Hey, let faith arise. Now, I want you to think about this right now. Some of you got needs. Some of you got wants. There's a difference between your need and your want. He said he will supply your every need. All right? He'll supply your need before he supplies your want. Does that make sense? Praise God. So when you are praying, don't pray amiss to be consumed of your own lust. I want this. I want that. Amen. That's like the guy that prays. Amen. God, give me a wife. And God says, all right, I'll give you a wife, but you don't have a job. And he says, all right, but I want a car too, and I want a house. But can I get the wife first? God don't work that way. Praise God. Get off your lazy tooth for nothing. Go out there and get a job. Amen. Support yourself for a couple months and years. Amen. Establish yourself and buy an old Datsun pickup truck. Amen. Save enough money. Amen. To get in an apartment. And then God will give you. Ooh, wah, 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 wah. Hello. Oh, God, give me a woman that's shaped like a tube of toothpaste. Squeezed in all the right places. Let me tell you, after 40 years, amen, it all turns into a two-liter bottle anyway. And you ball hit them in, ain't looking any better. It's not about the outside, it's about somebody, amen. I'd rather get somebody that's living for God, having faith, than get some old sinner out there. Hey, 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 hey! Do you feel faith arising? You got to trust God for it. I need a job, I need a job, I need a job, I need a job. Here we go. Ah. How many in this building needs a job? Raise your hand. Come stand right up here. Right up close. Jobs first. Jobs first. Healing second. Come right up here. Praise God. Needs a job. Praise God. All right. Now, if you watch more video and more Internet than you do go out there knocking on doors or get filling out applications, you go, well, God's going to give me a job, but what's in, what's in the sports paper today? Praise God. Amen. Here's what we're going to do with these folks right here. I know jobs are tough. But why should a sinner have your job? Right? Talk to Joseph in prison. They bumped some folks, and he became the head guard in the prison. Hello? Here's my son. Here's my son living in Texas. I said, come to California. He said, nope, I got a good job. I said, just come out here by faith. He says, I don't want to. I said, you're going to come out here, please. I was crying on the phone. I said, come on out. He came to church. Amen. He said, Dad, I don't know. I want to go back to Texas. I said, just trust God. Two months went by. Didn't have a job. I said, just trust God, please. Amen. He said, all right. A little discouraged. Amen. Guy come up to him and says, hey, 
Amen. Do you know construction? He said, yes. Amen. He said, I'm going to put you to work. Amen. He said, all right. Amen. What am I going to do? You're going to be pouring concrete. Amen. He worked around a little bit. Amen. How much am I going to get paid in this economy? We're going to pay you $42 an hour. Well, I don't know if I can get a job like that. Where's your faith, baby? Where's your faith? God wants to give you jobs to bless the church to support the building program. Here's where we put our faith in there. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what we're going to do tonight? I just feel wild. Is that all right if I feel a little bit wild in my faith? We're going to really step out here. Somebody get an offering plate. Get an offering plate. This is going to be crazy. (laughs) Praise God. Amen. Bring an offering plate. Come on. Man, that would make a great cereal bowl. Cocoa pebbles right there. Praise God. We're going to do a a seed offering of faith here tonight. Oh, you got quiet. Uh, Sister Howard, you make sure you put some money in this plate because I don't do this everywhere. I hold back. Praise God. But I feel like I'm going to get blessed. No, from somebody like you, no, no, I'm not, but I got a feeling, amen, that this is one of the areas, amen, of faith that's going to open up, not only for some of you, but for this church. We're going to take an offering tonight, and this is the offering. God, I'm putting an offering in there, amen. If it's a dollar, if it's a five, it's a ten, it's change. If you got change, if you don't have no money in your pocket and you got change in your ashtray, you go get that change. Praise God. Hopefully there's no cigarette butts in there. Praise God. Amen. But I'm going to put in that offering, amen, by faith. And I'm saying, God, amen, I'm going to start. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I don't have time to tell you how this works. Amen. One service, Brother Brown was there. You heard about my man giving me $500. Amen. I gave that offering. I took $100, amen, for three months, $100 that somebody gave me. And every time I went to church, I kept throwing that same $100 in there. Amen. Saying, there, God. And it... Bam! Again, someone else. Amen. Some of the way, another $100, $150 came. I couldn't wait to get back to church. Wham! I'd throw that $100 in. Amen. You listen to me. Amen. Every time I was going to church, I was throwing that $100 back in there every time. And then Sister Howard says, we got to pay some extra bills. And I gave her that $100, and guess what happened? It stopped. And now I'm picking it back up again. Amen. By faith. Are you still with me right now? Praise God. That's what that offering's for. By faith, amen. I'm seeding into this thing, God. By faith financially. Those of you that are struggling with finances or your job or something, I'm going to do this right now, God. I'm going to put into the seed of faith right now with my finances. Now, those of you that have struggles with your families right now, how many struggling with their families right now? You got family situations. 
I want you to get ready to pray when we pray over this offering. Your faith, amen, is what you're going to pray right now. God, amen, I am believing you that you're going to minister to them somehow. Whatever the situation is, back them into the corner that they'll ask me for prayer. Don't invite them to church. Get them to a place that they ask you to pray for them. Someone say amen. I know this is true because my 58-year-old brother that's never walked in church before in his life has been watching my life, and I've been praying for him. And he called me last couple months ago. He said, well, I began to pray to the man upstairs, and I began to read the book. And I said, that's a great start, Rick. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Hear me now. Hear me now. Hear me now. It's ten minutes to nine, and we're getting ready to get out of here. We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God for this. Now, here's where your faith is going to happen. There's three ways that we do evangelism. Number one, we follow the pattern of the man that's in Macedonia. Amen. Saying, come over here. Come over and help us. And then there's the Cornelius, where there's somebody in the city that's really praying sincerely that we make a connection with. Or there's somebody that's praying, like Lydia down at the river. Somebody's praying for someone to come by and tell truth. My prayer is, God, help me to be sensitive as I drive the streets of Pasadena. Help me to hear the voice of somebody calling. Help me to be led to somebody that's praying in their house. Help me to be led to some Cornelius or some Apollos. I was praying. This is weird. But I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. I woke up the other morning as I started revival with you. And the first thing that came to my mind, go to a denominal church and start talking to some preachers about if they would like to know more about people receiving the Holy Ghost. I said, God, I've done that before. And you said, what happened? He said, people's received the Holy Ghost. He says, go to some denominal churches. I'll lead you. And you're going to talk to somebody. Amen. About you having revival and you be, the Holy Ghost being poured out and just invite them. I said, all right, God, you're going to have to direct me to a denominal church and I'm going to go visit that pastor. And I pray to God that he's in a prayer room right now in his office saying, God, I I want my church to have revival. I want my church, amen, to see the things of God. Oh, somebody help me right now. That's where my faith is. That's where my faith is. Amen. Whatever you're... Now, we're going to step out by faith here. Again, I'm not just blabbing it and grabbing it. You got to energize your faith. You got to put your faith in it. You got to live it tomorrow. You got to live it Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Amen. And well, hell starts coming against you. Amen. Don't push hell away. Sit it down in front of you and start preaching to it. Praise God. Amen. Start preaching scriptures to it. I got faith. You take these scriptures. There's more. Raise your hands right now. Amen. You start praying for your need, not your want, your needs right now. Amen. Your, God, I pray right now. 
according to your word. And I speak a word of faith to this congregation, God. I can't help but preach it because I live it and it's in my fibers of my spirit, God. It's in my sinews. It's in my words. It's in my thought. It's like a river that flows, God. And I unleash, Lord God, amen, my faith on this congregation for this season that they would step out and start believing you for some great miraculous things, God. Let supernatural things happen that will blow their minds, God. And you build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Start speaking in tongues right now. Start praying in the Holy Ghost. Start praying. Take the first job that comes. Take the first job that comes as a stepping stone. Take the first job that comes. Take the first job that comes your way. It may not be as much as you want, but take the first job. God, right now, this man's been around faith. This man's been around church. This man. Jesus, somehow activate her faith, God. Jesus, Jesus, show yourself real to her, God. Show yourself real to her, God. Jesus, trust him, sister. Trust him, sister. Listen to me right now. Clap your hands to the Lord right now. Here's what we're going to do. The book of Luke, chapter number 17, it's 9 o'clock. I'm turning into pastor. The story of the unjust steward. 
God told the man, look, you've been doing some wrong things and you need to take care of the business. So he went and made things right. And God said, look, amen, if you take care of this man's business, I will give that which is already yours. Study it for yourself. Don't have time to go to it. There are things that are already yours. In eternity, amen. In the things of eternity, they've already happened. That which was is now, and that which is to come is now, and God required the past now. That's the book of Ecclesiastes. In God, everything's already passed. We are catching up with our future day by day. And there's things that God already has, pro- has already said is yours. You just have to go after it because it's already happening, God. So right now, listen to me. Sunday service has already happened in God. I am putting my faith out there. I am putting my faith out. God, help me to see. Help me to see. Amen. Somehow let me tap into the future. Amen. Let my spirit, amen, be prepared that I know the things that are going to happen. Help sinners to be prepared to come, God. Prepare sinners' hearts right now. These phone calls that we are making. People that we're going to pass cards out to. In our daily lives, God. Not an organized outreach, just our evangelism lifestyle, God. Here's a step of faith right now. I'm going to ask you, everybody that's in the building, then we're, I'm turning it over. I'm going to ask you by faith that you are going to witness and ask this amount of people. This amount of people. You're going to ask not your loved ones, but you're going to ask somebody that you come in contact with at the gas station, at the store. You're going to have to have some cards. Amen. You're going to ask them by faith, hey, would you like to come to church with me Sunday? Would you like to come to church with me Sunday? Now we're going to ask everybody how, by faith, do this everywhere we go. Amen. Start way back in Modesto. Amen. I'm going to ask you individually. I'm, ask, I'm giving you time to think. Amen. You can even close your eyes. God, how many? How many? Give me a number of souls. Give me a number of souls. And I'm going to start over here. Every young boy, every girl, all the ushers, everybody, I'm going to ask you. I'm asking Kathy. Amen. Wherever you're at, praise God. Amen. Just keep count. Amen. Amen. Bro, how many do you think you could get to come Sunday? One. Get one to come. That's all I'm asking you to get. How many think you can get come? One. Praise God. How many going to try? One. Praise God. Two. Amen. That's five right there. How many going to try? Two. That's seven. Be taking these down because I'm going to run out of fingers. How many going to try to bring? Two. Brother? One. How many going to try to bring? Two. Do your best to bring two. Sister in the back. In the orange. How many you feel? One. Praise God. Brother right here in the blue. Praise God. How many you want to try to bring? Four. Praise God. Sister right here with the baby. How many you want to try? Two. How many you want to try to bring? Two. How many you want to try to bring? Three. How many you want to try to bring? Eight. I know you can do it. I love you. I feel it already. Praise God. Bribe them. Make them tamales. I don't care what you got to do. Amen. Tell them you'll do their laundry. Whatever you got to do. That's faith right there. I said, that's faith right there. Bribe them. Tell them you'll take them to dinner. Two. Praise God. Two. 
How many going to try to bring? Two. Push them on a gurney if you have to get them here. Hold the IV right there, brother. Praise God. You know what I'm talking about? Praise God. The heartbeat's going up. They get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. How many going to try to get? Two. Two. I want to visit your husband. Praise God. Amen. How many going to try to bring? Two. Sister, how many you want to try to bring to church on Sunday? How many you want to try to bring? Comprende inglés poquito? You're not. You're going to go to another church? Good. Then bring someone over there. Hallelujah. We're not letting you off the hook. Praise God. I'm going to ask you if you brought somebody. How many are you going to try to bring? Two. You bring two, God give you a job. Hey, why not? Praise God. Three. Four. One. Bring a friend. Praise God. Tell them your dad's going to buy him lunch. Praise God. Two. Praise God. How many of you want to try to bring, sis? One. How many you going to try to bring? Two. 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 One. We're at two right there. One. Five. My God, I'd like you. God, praise God. How many you going to try to bring? Three. Four. Three. Praise God. Three plus what? That's three on one hand. How many on the other hand? Praise God. How many? One. You got the Holy Ghost Sunday. You better bring somebody. How many? Says three. Says two. Praise God. Don't do it like, well, two. No, two. Look at me and go, two. Praise two. That's right. How many going there? Three. One. One. How many going to try? Praise God. Wake up. Praise God. Amen. It's all right. Sister in the back in the blue. One. Praise God. Praise God. Not spray from stupid. Praise God. Two. Amen. Pastor, how many are you going to try to bring? Praise God. Two. Praise God. I'm going to I'm going to drag somebody. I don't care if they're a derelict, a homeless person. There's shopping carts right there. I'm going to bring somebody Sunday. How many is that? One hundred people we've committed to bringing. We can do it. 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 We can see that 30 people receive the Holy Ghost. I promise you now, listen, when you come, don't be looking around like, oh, my God, what? Uh, you better be convicted when you walk in and you don't bring nobody. It's like, oh, my God, he's going to ask me. I'm going to ask, what did you? Blah, blah, blah. But I'm telling you, what would happen if we had 50 sinners in here? I know you got great American, all that. And we got 25 to 30 people down here. I'm telling you, we'll lay hands on every one of them. And the angelic hosts are going to blow this place up. And God's going to say, I've got to bless that church. I've got to send Revival to that church. Pastor, you want to say anything before we leave? I'm going to dismiss. Amen. Sister Howard, amen. I just want you to sing a song as they're leaving. They're going to greet one another. Amen. If you want to give someone a high five and faith touches faith, amen. Let's believe God. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Walk out by faith. Wake up. Go. Go in faith. Go in faith. Do not be afraid. Go by faith. Go by faith. Do not be dismayed. You are walking in faith and victory. Walking in faith. Don't forget your phone calls. For the Lord, our God is with you. Be bold. Be strong. For the Lord, our For the Lord our God is with you. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. You are walking in faith and victory.
be dismayed. You are walking in faith. 